Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go here answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in. And you know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus. Oh, let's sing it again. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear. I know he'll answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in. And you know a little fire is burning. You'll find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Oh, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our troubles. He will hear. I know he'll answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in. And you know a little fire is burning. You will find a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Oh, let's do that right now. Hallelujah. Oh, we love your Lord. We love your Lord. We love your Lord. We've come to talk to you this morning. We've come to worship you this morning. We've come to spend time in your presence this morning. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God. I've got a right to praise the Lord. Well, I've got a right to praise the Lord. And I've got a right to lift my voice Ain't nobody got a right like children of the Lord who's seen the light Will be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb I've got a right Oh, I have the right to praise the Lord And I have the right to lift my voice Ain't nobody got the right like children of the Lord who's seen the light Will be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb I've got a right, oh, I have the right to praise the Lord, and I've got a right to lift my voice, ain't nobody got the right like to know the Lord who's seen the light, be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, oh, let's exercise that right this morning, I've got a right to praise the Lord, oh, I've got a right to lift my voice. blood of the lamb i've got a right oh i've already been down to the water and i've already been baptized oh i've already been converted and i feel all right because i've been changed through jesus name and i feel i feel all right That's what gives us the right to praise Him. Oh, I've already been converted, and I feel all right. Cause I've been changed through Jesus' name, and I feel all right.
been changed in Jesus' name. And I feel, I feel all right. Well, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap. God, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Amen. God bless you so very much. You may be seated. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning and to feel the presence of the Lord that we do feel. Can you say amen? Thank God. We are happy for this time. This is our home missionary service, the 1990 camp meeting. And uh, these have always been a very, very special part of our camp meeting, at least in our mind and, and in the minds of many. Uh, I love the work of the Lord and I know that you love the work of the Lord or you wouldn't be here today but I don't guess anybody puts their love for the Lord and their love for the work of the Lord on the line quite like a home missionary does and uh, I mean that's where it gets down where the rubber meets the road and we appreciate these folks very 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 much We'd like for them to stand. Brother White is a home missionary to West Modesto. We're so happy they're here with us today. Brother Kirtley, amen, is a home missionary to Jackson. Praise God. Keep, keep standing, brethren, if you don't mind. They all see you up here anyway. Praise the Lord. And uh, Brother Thompson, come on up here, Brother Thompson. Amen. He is our missionary to Ridgecrest, doing a great job there. We love and appreciate these folks. Brother Green, a missionary up to Oakhurst. Brother Ulysses Allen, amen, the uh, home missionary to uh, Marina. So glad he is here. Uh, Brother Tedessa, amen, is working in Oakland, doing a tremendous job. Brother Palacios, Mira Mesa, thank God. And these are not all of them, but those are the ones that could be with us here today. Let's give these folks a tremendous applause. Thank God. Hallelujah. We love them very, very, very much. Thank you, brother. Amen. And also we have with us today some evangelists. And I'm going to tell you something. They get down where the rubber meets the road, too, all the time. Amen. And uh, we appreciate them being here. Brother Johnson, just stand. And uh, I thought I saw Brother Emerson here. Is he in here? He is around. He will be in here. Brother Watts, Brother Andres, Brother Zeiss, Brother Barnaby. Amen. And this good brother here, I missed your name. Yes, Brother Nichols, I've met you. God bless you. Let's give these evangelists a good hand. Thank God. We appreciate them. Thank you, brother. All of these brethren are going to be going with us in a little bit to a banquet that we're having in their honor and uh, we're excited about that but right now uh, we have something very special brother and sister Bo have been involved with home missions work both here in Canada for nine years 
And uh, in yesterday's business session, Brother Bo uh, declined to allow his name to be ran again to be the home missions director. And uh, as far as time for his family and time for his church, uh, that will be gain for his family and gain for his church, but it is a real loss to the home missions department, albeit his uh, expertise will be called upon constantly. Hallelujah. We're setting up a hotline uh, today. Praise the Lord. But uh, Brother Bo, Sister Bo, won't you come on up here? Praise God. We love these people very much. And I'd like for all of us to stand. Now, time would forbid, and actually, there's no way I could, if we had the time, to tell you how far these folks have gone for the work of the Lord, how much they've worked, how hard, how many hours, how much money out of their own uh, pockets have gone in to do what they have done for us. But these home missionaries, I'm going to tell you something, these folks love these folks because they have been good, good, good to them. And uh, this, Brother Bo, is from all of us. And uh, Sister Bo, this is for you, from all of us. Praise the Lord. And uh, we want you to open it in front of all of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know how you're going to start, but go ahead. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to open this package with Brother Heiler's help. In the last few years, I haven't been able to do very much without he and Brother Booker, so they can surely help me as they shoehorn me out of this office here. You can be seated while I do this. Well, you can see it here. It is a beautiful wall-hanging electric clock with many times. And I, I need this deal because I'm always early or late or something. When I'm with Brother Ewing, I'm late. When I'm with Brother Booker, I'm late. When I'm with Brother Hyler, I'm early. 
So I need this help here. I want to say thank you from our heart. This was not uh, part of the program. I designed the program today and this wasn't on it, but they informed me that they're in charge now. And they're getting a little arrogant with it. They're getting a little arrogant. They said they can do whatever they want to now that I have made my resignation. I want to say publicly that it has been my privilege to be home missions director and secretary for the last five years. And I cannot tell you one time that it was ever a burden. It was a joy. And uh, probably you would think that the high moments of this office were at times like this. And they are certainly remembered and appreciated. But I want to tell you that, in my opinion, the highest moments of this sojourn in home missions work were when I picked up the phone and called some of these men sit on this platform. And they began to tell about baptizing a new convert. The joy, the, the joy that was in their heart over one convert. And I realized time and time again that whatever joy I was feeling, the Lord was feeling so much more than that. And I don't know how God's going to get it all straight, but I'm sure that He will. Because down here, sometimes we give recognition or an accolade to someone that maybe has done something. But these men on this platform and their good wives and families that are here today are going to stand before the Lord someday and He will not forget one tear. He will not forget one sacrifice. And you talk about a day of rejoicing. When they get to their place of reward, the Lord is going to reward them. It has not been a burden to me to perform the offices of this duties of this office it has been a joy and a pleasure I just felt like it was time for brother Booker to do this if the brethren wanted him and they did overwhelmingly and uh, I believe brother Booker is a man that will bear the responsibilities of this office and do it well thank you for the opportunity to be in this office you have been a, a real joy the district has far exceeded our expectations cooperation, everything. Brother Price has been such a friend, Brother Cantrell, and uh, thank you so much. And my dear wife, I'll let her say something. Well, I want to say thank you so much. The gift that they gave to Brother Bo is beautiful. They know how to reach a woman's heart. <laughs> and I want to say that I have been, I have really enjoyed working with my husband and I want to tell all of you all of you that are here and a whole bunch more that I love you and I want to say thank you very much let's love the Lord God we worship you thank you for your tender mercy praise the Lord amen now we are not going to uh, uh, drag all this out but we do love brother and sister Bo and I know that every missionary here could give a testimony and the goodness of God that was exhibited to them through brother and sister Bo but, but um, 
a young man out of our church, Brother Green, started a uh, home missions work up in Oakhurst. It's about 40 minutes above uh, the Madeira Church. And I know that that church and Brother and Sister Bo were very, very good to Brother and Sister Green. And we're going to ask him just to come and testify. And I believe that what he has to say will speak and express um, every missionary's heart that Brother Bo has worked with. Brother Green. Praise the Lord. Moments like this, you've got to be careful what you say or there won't be a dry in the house. almost feel like you're at a funeral or something, but uh, amen. But Brother Bo, we went to Oakhurst two years ago this month. We're just about to have our second anniversary. And uh, we did it, I don't know how everybody else does what they do, and I don't know if there's a right way and a wrong way to really start a mission church, because everybody's method and, and mode is different. But what we did is we had a Sunday night service to start off with, and that was the only service we had for a while. It was me and my wife and kids, and I'd preach to them and try to get them prayed through and try to get my wife to repent, and she'd rear back and just look at me. No, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, what we would do on Sunday morning just to get a little fellowship and a little strength is we would go to Madeira and go to church in Madeira, Brother Bo's church. And I'm the type of person, I never want to feel that I'm a burden on anybody. I don't want people to think they owe me anything because nobody owes me nothing. And uh, so I would go and Brother Bo was just his kindness was just unbelievable and so I'd say come on let's let's go have some some dinner and so we'd go someplace and we'd we'd eat and then the next Sunday he'd say come on over to the house and after about three weeks I, I just got to feeling bad I said brother Bo you know you go about your business and, and you do your thing and, and you know don't worry about me just pretend like I'm not here and he'd just say no I want to do this I want to do this and this went on for over a year he'd just say come on Let's do this. Let's do that. Come on. He'd call me. He'd see how I was doing. He'd check on me. I'd go down. He would just constantly. And you know, a week, somebody can put on. A couple weeks, you know, you can. But after a month and six months, it's hard to pretend. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to just say, hey, you know, and you'd pick it up. Hey, there'd be some negative uh, uh, vibes coming across and you'd start thinking hey you know they're really getting tired of us and, and maybe it's time you know we just they're bothered by us and this and that but I never picked it up over a year every Sunday and there were some he, he would be honest with me say hey I gotta go take care of business and so and just every week every week every week just calling us and talking to us and taking care of us and picking us up and what made me understand why he was doing what he was doing is because he's been there and he understood how I felt. He understood what I was facing. He understood how I was feeling deep inside. 
And he understood and still understands and always will understand and always will be a missionary's friend because he knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're facing. He knows deep down in your heart the hurt that's there, the loneliness you're facing, the emptiness that's there that comes with missions work. You're out there. You don't know anybody in town. You don't know what you're going to do. You don't know where you're going to go. You're searching for direction. And he is the kind of man that constantly will help and channel and work and try to move and help you to find your direction and what you need to do. And the most outstanding features about Brother and Sister Bo is they are missionary friends. And that to me is the one thing a missionary needs more than anything else. You got God. And I know we have God and God is forever there but it's like the little boy, Brother Booker, that was in his room one night and he was so afraid and scared and so he'd call on his daddy and his dad would come in and say, son, it's all right, it's all right. He said, Jesus is here. He said, yeah, daddy, I know, but I need something with some skin on it. You know. Amen. And you know, Jesus is there. But sometimes in a mission field, things get to going so hot and so rough, you almost wonder where he is. Like, you know, you look behind me, like Job said, he's not there, he's not in front of me. And sometimes you just wonder, and then you get a call, or you get something from a friend. He says, how you doing? We're with you. And you know it's not a put on, it's not pretend, but it's real. And that's what the love of God is. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and worship him. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I worship you with all of my heart and all of my soul. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Well, uh, I believe those kind of testimonies could be repeated over and over and over and over again today. And they would all be good and they'd all be true and they'd all be right and they would all be enjoyable. Amen. But uh, uh, anyway, you know we love you. Hallelujah. And uh, all things come to an end. And I know this part, Brother Bo, really wants to come to an end. <laughs> Amen. But we do, do appreciate these folks so very, very much. Now we're going to get the service to a brother and sister Ewing real quick. But uh, what we have right now, I'm just going to tell you, is a in my mind, a very, very important matter of Holy Ghost business. And that is this. These missionaries have come um, a long ways to be here. All of them that I see have had to leave work in order to come here and um, get off the job. I don't think they have been on the job long enough that the boss just says, sure, go ahead, go where you want, and I'll pay you. Uh, it has cost them not only to get here, but uh, a day's work. But they wanted to come. We're going to have a banquet. And I know there's two reasons. Two reasons. One, to be in touch with whatever God's doing. And number two, fellowship one with another, because it means everything. But I believe it is incumbent upon us to be as good to them as we possibly can be and um, I came in in a home missions church and I pastored a church that was not home missions in name 
but indeed. Hallelujah. And so I know where they're at and how they're feeling. But um, I was an evangelist. And I know that these brethren, uh, this week, it's obvious they're not in revival this week. And I think it is right. I think it's right in the Holy Ghost that we give these evangelists an offering. And if they know we were going to do this, they wouldn't have come up here. But we want to do it. We want to be good because, folks, God has been good to us. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And uh, uh, brethren, I don't mean to embarrass you, but, but we just need you to do this. If about five of you could get those buckets and please take up the offering for us, we would deeply appreciate it. Amen. Let's all stand. We need a good offering. And these monies are going directly to these folks that have come to be with us today and be in this service and we're having a banquet for them and uh, we're asking you please please give uh, as unto the Lord God I assure you will bless you for your giving amen let's pray right now Lord God we love you I thank you for your goodness I thank you for your mercy I thank you for your grace I thank you for your love and kindness God you have been good to this people God we thank you for these home missionaries. We thank you for these evangelists. And in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're asking you, God, help us to bless them right now. God, to be good to them the way you've been good to us. In the name that is above every name, Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. And we trust you in the lovely name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Let's sing this chorus. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint teach me Lord teach me Lord to wait well they that wait upon the Lord they shall renew their strength they shall mount up wings as an eagle they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint teach me Lord teach me Lord to wait let's sing it again for they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as
us love him god i love you jesus hallelujah i thank you lord for your goodness i thank you lord for your faithfulness my savior praise the name of the lord praise the name of the lord hallelujah amen what do you say we give the lord another good hand clap oh i feel a sweet presence of the lord here praise god Woo. hallelujah 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 i love you lord i love you lord i love you lord praise the name of the lord thank god thank god thank god amen we do want to uh say we appreciate brother and sister ewing being with us and uh, they do have a new tape out and it is available as well as their other tapes at the home missions booth right straight out the door here if you'd like to pick them up after service or tonight please do not hesitate to do so. I know that you will be blessed. Praise God. When we felt like inviting Brother and Sister Ewing to this service, we purposed that we would have very little things that we took care of in this service because we want to hear from Brother and Sister Ewing. And I don't know of a man and woman that are more loved and appreciated in our fellowship than Brother and Sister Ewing. I will assure you that whoever you are, if he passes you, he has time to stop and talk to you. I've never seen Brother Ewing when he was so busy that he didn't have time to stop and talk to someone. When I was a home missionary in Canada, they came and preached our camp meeting, and he was, he was so congenial. And you could tell that he genuinely cared. He genuinely loves people. And I can tell you from being with him that he genuinely loves God. And I am very happy today that they are with us. We love them. They are no stranger to our district. They have been here on several occasions. And certainly we hope they'll be here on many more in the future if the Lord tarries. I want Brother and Sister Ewing to just do whatever they feel in the Holy Ghost today. I mean that sincerely. Brother Ewing, we love you. We are so happy that you are here with us. Please follow the leading of your own heart and let the Lord direct your way. God bless you. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord as Brother Ewing comes. is one of the most refreshing preachers that our fellowship has. Every time you hear him. I preached a sermon one time, How Do You Stay David? How do you keep the everyday rub? How do you keep the grind from wearing holes in your face? 
when you get aged are up in years and worn with experience how do you keep the fresh attitude the fresh relationship with God that you can stay what you were when God first fell in love with you Paul Price says he's been able to do that Cleveland Beckton is another all of the business, all of the struggles, all of the wrestling with decisions that these men have to do and still maintain a freshness in the spirit. It almost blows my mind. And then to enjoy Brother Price and Brother Beckton two evenings before and then to get to hear my very very close friend and neighbor neighboring pastor would you believe brother Marvin Treese he just enthralls me and I speak that very sincerely he will tell you that I'm one of his I'm one of his uh, admirers I appreciate the fact that a man coming to God at 12 years of age from the circumstances out of which he came and I've learned a lot about that in the many hundreds of hours that we have driven across the country together singing, spitting on one another across mics singing in the quartet together but a man that applied himself to learn a particular field to fill a void that a movement like ours needs. I call him quite often, well, maybe not often, but I call him many times and say, Brother Treese, give me a little insight on this particular thing. I'm not too proud to admit that there's somebody among us that's applied themselves. I appreciate that. Oh, I feel the sweetness of the presence of God. I feel the sweetness of the presence of God. I don't think it's necessary that I apologize that my voice is not nearly all there. God, God knew that. I don't know what happened. I don't think I have a, a cold. I, I may have some kind of a virus or whatever, but I'm not going to worry about that. If I if I have to soft pedal it, or uh, if I just have to, if if I if I just talk, I'm just going to talk. I, that's 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 just what I'm going to do. And I feel like I'm among friends today, that I can do what I feel like doing without uh, any unnecessary demands being placed on. I would not want to abuse my voice that I would go six months like I did one time before, not knowing whether I would ever sing again. I could preach. I had a low voice, but the high range was gone totally. And I had abused my voice, and I think that's probably what caused it. So I, I trust that you will just, let's feel after God. 
and let's let God just do what he wants to do. And he knew the circumstances before we got here. And I hope that I'm not imposing on you to have you to stand now because I'm fixing to get started singing and preaching here. And you'll, you'll be sitting for a while. Brother Ricky Trees, I love you. He's also my neighbor. And such a kind backing of his father a while ago. I thought that was so great. I heard his voice long before I saw him. And then when words were being spoken of me a while ago, I heard his voice chiming in with an amen. That's so sweet. I want God to do something here today. I, I, I enjoyed Brother Teresa's revelation preaching. And, and here we were. I, I, I've got a lot of things that I'd like to say. But I feel so drawn to just talk maybe, maybe, right? Maybe if I could just minister to might not be but just one-on-one, -on -one, but the rest of you, if I can just talk to one and maybe get down to where you live, a struggle maybe that you're having, that we can apply all the beauty of what we're learning and what we're, if we can apply it, and it can become a reality in our lives. I want you right now, if you would, to just slip up your hand and let's ask God to just melt us together in the presence of God. Anoint the lips of his feeble servant. Praise God. God, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. I love you. I love you. I love you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now just before you're seated, if you'll remember <clears throat> that I would love to be screaming to the top of my voice. But can you make me feel that you're with me? If I don't, scream it out. Would you? Just, just, just be with me, that's all. Amen. Thank you so kindly. You may be seated. If the sound man would be so kind now uh, to get ready to roll the tape in just a moment. And when you 
have finished your work, Lord, in me. I pray that Jesus is all they can see. I've reached for this world and its gain Each time to find out it brought only pain I finally learned that your ways always And with the learning has come peace and rest. Created me your image, O Lord. Let me be all you dreamed I could be. And when you have finished your work, Lord, in me, I pray that Jesus is all one day in view of a set of stairs coming down the stairs was a young lady I guess 16 17 very very beautiful face a face that would have been a compliment to any other body that it would have been affixed to, but the body that accompanied this face was twisted, distorted with disease, affliction. And I realized that 
within the bosom of that young lady was the same desire as any other young girl. She would love to have known the beauty of attracting the love from another young man's eye. The joys of motherhood, family, companionship. Those things would probably escape her. When I stood there and saw that, something came over me and I wished like I had never wished before. I wish I could be just a little more like him. If I could have been just a little more like him, I would have reached and got her hand and said, be healed. Brother Price has been saying the last few times that I have heard him, he's been saying something that has been a desire in my heart. He's been making those statements to the effect, I want to know him. I want to know him better. I want to, I want to be like him. I think probably that everybody that's, that's tuned in to what the Spirit is trying to get across to us at least is that God is wanting perhaps just a little better representation out of those of us who claim to be Christians. The very word, meaning of the word is to be Christ-like. He's wanting us to be a little more like him. I'm reaching for that. And I want somehow to get to the place where Paul evidently reached when he said, I cease to have the ambitions and the dreams of a Saul. I don't even have the carnal desires of a Paul anymore. I have come to the place for me to live is Christ. I want that to be me. I want it so badly. I, I did not know what my voice was going to do until I tried that other song, and I realized it's not nearly up to par, but I think maybe I'll go ahead and sing another one. If you'll roll the, first, the other tape now in the first selection. Just shine on through me. I want to be a reflection so bad. The refiner of silver, the maker of gold, is working on my life, my heart he now holds. When his fire has burned out the things that control, I'm going to walk from his furnace shining like gold. Please take me, Jesus. Take all I can give. Let me know that this life's 
not all I'm gonna live whatever you make me that's all I will be so I'll not question your way Lord just shine on through me now when that furnace that I walk in seems too hot to bear there were three Hebrew children who've already been there but even the clothes on their backs would not burn so why should I leave him now that it's come my turn please take me Jesus take all I can give let me know that this life's not all I'm gonna live whatever you make me that's all I will be so I'll not question your way Lord just shine on through me so whatever you want to make me that's all I will be so I'll never question your way, Lord. Just shine on through me. Shine on through me. sing again the Lord's a helping me <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah I think the next one goes something like this when you look for me look around the throne I know there's going to be a lot of things over there for me to look at and behold and a lot of places to view but the first what about million years just find me close to the throne. I want to have a plenty of time to let him know how much I appreciate what he's done for me. Look for me around the throne. Praise God. My Lord, help me. Now, they told me to take my time and do what I wanted to do. I hope everybody votes with that. was the next song on the same tape that just played, Bella. Go roll it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sir? Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, mercy. Well, don't tell me I've got to sing the first one over. <laughs> if you can find it before long, if not, I'll go ahead and preach. <laughs> Thank the Lord. I love you, Jesus. Is anybody? That sounds all right to me. Let's just go ahead and worship. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes my load gets heavy with the things I carry this world puts upon my back but all I have to do is think where I'm headed to and I find no reason to turn back when you look for me look around the throne I'll be singing with the angel band singing glory to his name that forever I've been changed so look for me around the throne on this road to glory telling my new story I can feel his hand in mine he is leading me along to my brand new home for a jubilation time the half has not been told of the sights I shall behold when I get to my new home But the one I long to see Is the one who set me free So look for me around the throne When you look for me Look around the throne I'll be singing with the angel band Singing glory to his name That forever I've been changed So look for me around the throne Look around the throne I'll be singing with the angel band Singing glory to his name That forever I've been changed So look for me around the throne When you look for me Look around the throne I'll be singing with the angel band Singing glory to his name That forever I've been changed Singing glory to his name That forever I've been changed So look for me around the throne Hallelujah again Bubba God bless you you may be seated the next one just simply says I'll always believe in you missionaries let me dedicate this one to you he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you 
need a hand to hold. Your faithfulness has never Since the beginning of time, each time I've ever needed a hand to hold, you've always said, here. Take mine. I'll always believe in you. I'll always believe in you for the million. Are more times you've always come through. I'll always believe in you. You've always loved me in spite of myself you pick me up when I fall then you brush the dust of failure away you stood with me I'll always believe in you. I'll always believe in you. For the million or more times you've always come through I'll always believe in you for the million or more times you've always come through I'll always believe in you. 
you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to St. John chapter 13. And I would like to read, for the sake of time, maybe just one scripture out of that setting. And let me, <clears throat> let me say this before I, I start. foundation of the message or the foundation of my thought to you this evening might be just a little bit low-key. It might appear that I am headed in a somewhat a particular vein. Some may even call it negative. But right in the, right in the midst of the foundation, there will be an abrupt change. So don't get locked into one particular, you know, just, just be ready for the change, okay? The thought is maybe not that profound, but uh, I think perhaps for the sake of those that we are honoring today in this service, for the cause that we're honoring, God has not allowed me to get away from this thought. And so with home missionaries in mind, I approach this message. 27th verse of chapter 13 reads like this. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou doest do quickly. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Would you just slip up your hand right now and let's pray one more time. God, let us receive with open hearts and perceptive minds what you would like for us to glean from the Spirit today. Father, anoint the helpless, feeble lips and voice of your servant. Anoint your ears, the people's ears, your people's ears. Anoint them. Let us perceive in the Holy Ghost today. I ask in Jesus' precious name. <clears throat> Praise God. Thank you so very much. You may be seated. All of you, most of us being preachers and pastors and very active lay people in local churches, I don't probably have to go through a, a great foundation setting for the thought that I have read only one scripture concerning Probably most every one of you could take the scripture that I have read and start from the beginning and give the entire story. The setting was the upper room. The occasion, probably for some of those in that room, was to be a little different than what it turned out to be. 
I, I do not want to go into and belabor the point, but if, if, if I could just, if I could just uh, set our minds a little bit as to the circumstances preceding the concepts that led up to this moment to give you an idea that probably the thing that they found in that upper room or in that supper room as we, we may refer to it was totally opposite of what they perhaps were looking for. They had they had been hearing their master talk about setting up a kingdom. They had been become so oriented to that concept of setting up a kingdom that in their carnal thinking they were putting uh, revelations or human ideologies and concepts to that. They were simply thinking about an earthly kingdom, positions, thrones, even so much that one of the parents of some of the disciples got involved in it, questioning the master one day if, if it would be possible. I'd like for one of my boys to be able to sit on your right hand, the other sit on your left. It was that, that human concept, that, that, that automatic conclusion that you come to when a certain amount of evidence has been exposed, the entirety of the story not being revealed. I'm thinking perhaps that upon their assemblage in this upper room for the Last Supper, not knowing it to be the Last Supper, I'm thinking that probably with their concept, or the way they had it figured out, the way they were thinking, the vein that they were thinking in, they probably thought this would probably be some kind of a some kind of a uh, revelation of strategic plans, some kind of strategy to get on with the program. It's time for us to be tearing down all of these kingdoms that oppose the cause of God that you have come and we know you have come to correct. It's time for us to get on with the program and what they probably thought this was going to be some sort of an unveiling of some kind of military strategy as to how that was going to be accomplished. Thinking it was going to be something very lively, enthusiastic, positive, vibrant, a faith builder, a, a, a direction setter, you know, only to find themselves in the spirit of that room to hear their master talking about things that were totally contrary to why they felt like maybe they were there. In fact, 
He even gets around to the point of saying, one of you shall betray me. The very, the very, the very opposite, the other end of the spectrum to what they were thinking to hear. One of you shall betray me. And immediately, everything is in pandemonium. What they were what they were thinking was going to be some kind of a victory celebration or at least a, a, an advancement of, of a positive direction. They're hearing the unveiling now of, of some, some turncoats, somebody that's, somebody that's not into it. That's the last thing they wanted to hear. Immediately, they began to ask one another who is it who is it who is it is it you and I, I, I don't know how many of them asked how many but they they were in just pandemonium is it you is it me they were, they were, they were wondering and and all of a sudden all of a sudden I, I never did really catch this until I I read a couple of the accounts of that of that occasion and I, I, I come to realize, I always wondered why, when uh, Jesus plainly said who it was going to be, I often wondered why Judas reached out and, 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 and so stupidly received the sob when, you know. But I, 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 I put a couple of the Gospels together in a couple of accounts, and I learned that, that evidently John was sitting right next to where Jesus was when he made this statement. And no doubt Peter was just beyond John. And uh, I, I kind of get the idea that Peter and John were always uh, in this business wanting to be on the inside of the knowledge, you know. And uh, John was sitting next to Jesus and Peter, being quick and all, Peter, uh, leans over to John and said, ask him, ask him who it is. And it was when John leaned his head over, as the scripture says, on the Lord's breast. It was in John's ear that the master whispered the secret. It's the one to whom I give the song. And immediately, he reaches to get the bread, dips it in the sop, and hands it across the table to Judas. Judas, totally un unknowing, unsuspecting perhaps, feel a feeling that he, uh, with, with this particular thing that he had been, you know, this direction that he had been uh, thinking, this vein that he had been running in now for a long time. Perhaps he thought maybe his day of vindication had come. An expression of, of, uh, of commendation. Maybe, maybe, maybe he, he sat there and, and uh, uh, really felt good about himself that the Lord had singled him out. Not really knowing the significance of the psalm. Have you ever really 
Have you ever really wondered why the sop? Why the sop? Now, I, I, I don't... I, I don't intend to cross anybody's theology and and if you've studied into areas that 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 reveal more light than, than than what I'm going to preach just let me go ahead right here today and and uh, I blame this on the Holy Ghost because I, I feel like I feel like perhaps uh, it might not be the total reason but I feel like there's a significance in why the sob you see, I really don't think that, that Judas, in the direction that he had wound up going, I don't think that this particular occasion was the first time that it was recognized by the Master. I don't think his, his, his attitude going, going haywire. I don't think that he just picked it up at this setting. Neither do I think that the episode when Mary broke the alabaster box, I don't think that was the first time the Lord picked it up. I'm thinking that perhaps many, many occasions before these two things that the Bible gives us as uh, undeniable evidence that something has gone wrong in Judas's thinking. I'm thinking my Lord picked that up a long way back down the road. Probably, probably feeling the spirit, catching the darting of the eye when there should have been a stable gaze. Catching, catching that little, that little certain, uh, that little certain turning away of, of aloofness when there should have been a deep concern. That, that, that little feeling or that little, uh, that little way that people have of, of saying, uh, you're not impressing me, not by what they say, but just the gesture that they were, you know. How many times had my Lord picked up on this? And how many times had he reached out to Judas through the, through the months that preceded? How many times did he get a hold of his hand and try to get that gaze to where something would register? How many times did he touch him? How many times did he pat him on the shoulder? How many times did he reach for him? Come on, Judas. Get your attitude straight. Reel your affections back in. Something's happening to you, Judas. I don't like what I feel. How many times, unsuspecting and unknowing to the other eleven, had Jesus had private moments of reaching for Judas? And then, everybody knew when Judas spoke out with the alabaster box episode. Everybody knew. He exposed himself. And in the midst of, of what was to be one of the greatest expressions of love, what was to be one of the most meaningful gestures at a most significant point in the life of Jesus' ministry, Judas 
had become so distant and his attitude had become so haywire over the course of the months that what was to be a beautiful gesture of love, Judas read it as a waste.